Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 100-Year Real Estate Investor. We're your hosts, Jake and Gino, and this is the show dedicated to long-term personal financial engineering. G-Dad, how's it going? Jake, you got me a little hungry. Talking about chicken wings and chicky chicky, so I'm, I'm just a little hungry. How are you doing? One, one o'clock, and we're ready to go. And uh, folks, if you want, you can catch us on YouTube. There's actually a PowerPoint uh, going alongside this. So if you're a visual person like myself, you can pick it up on Jake and Gino YouTube channel as well. Today's guest is Kristen Kolka. She's a 100-year REI team member who specializes in the dual asset strategy. So without further ado, Kristen, welcome to the show. Thank you, Jake. Hi, Gino. I'm hungry too. Chicken sounds really good. <laughs> hey, we got to get through this. We have work to do. So let's focus up here because this, no, this is important mm -hmm. because we need to understand this is the crux of the dual asset strategy. And we need to understand how policy loans work for the 100 year real estate investor to make the dual asset strategy pay us. So Kristen, please take it away. Yeah, that's very true, Jake. And there's a lot of misconceptions out there and misinformation about how these policy loans work. Um, and we're talking specifically about policy loans with the products that we work with and the carriers that we work with. Mm -hmm. um, so this is very specific to the 100-year real estate investor. Um, but hopefully I can clear up some of those misconceptions today and uh, give the listeners a really good idea of how these policy loans work and why it makes sense to borrow against your policy to invest in real estate. We're going to be making some money. Absolutely. So to start with, um, when you think about borrowing from your policy's cash value, imagine that the insurance company has two buckets. Mm -hmm. So the first bucket is your policy, right? Your cash value that you've built up and your death benefit. And the second bucket is the insurance company's general fund. So this is the money that they use to go out and invest with and earn a profit and we know that the companies that we work with are mutual companies. And so they share those profits with the policyholders in the form of dividends. Mm -hmm. So when you borrow against your policy, the insurance company is going to look at your cash value. And as long as you have 85 to 90% of the amount that you're requesting, you get to borrow that against your policy. The actual funds for that policy loan, though, don't come out of your policy bucket. They come out of the insurance company's investment fund bucket. And because of that, they charge an interest rate on the loan, right? Makes sense. They're not able to invest that money. So they're charging you interest. It's one of the ways that they generate profit. On the other hand, since that money doesn't come out of your policy, you continue to grow that cash that you borrowed as if you never touched it. So you can continue to get that uninterrupted compounding on the dollars that you're using. So essentially, it's neutralizing itself. Right. Yeah, I think that's a good way to put it. Yeah. And I was just thinking about the two buckets. I'm not going to go to buckets of chicken. I thought you're going to macarena on me, Gino. <laughs> <laughs> you like the macarena, bro. Two buckets. Think about that. Have that visual, right? One is your policy. And the second one is the insurance company's general fund. If you have that visual, you'll understand what's going on. That uninterrupted compounding is what's really important here. Right. And I think, you know, for real estate investors, one of the analogies I like to use is a home equity line of credit. Mm -hmm. So when you take out a HELOC, you're not directly borrowing your equity inside your home, right? You're borrowing against your equity. And that's why the bank is charging interest. So mm -hmm. same thing here, you're borrowing against the equity inside your policy. That's a great analogy. Thanks for that. So like I mentioned, uh, you can borrow 85 to 90% of that net cash value at any time for any reason. Uh, it's not a traditional loan, right? You're not getting approved. There's no credit check. There's no application to complete. Uh, you just go to the insurance company, you say, hey, I want X amount of dollars, and they can deposit that right into your bank account. Uh, so it's very simple as far as the process is concerned. 
Um, you can also have multiple loans out at the same time. There's no restrictions in terms of the number of loans, as long as you don't go over that 85 to 90% of that cash value inside your policy. Kristen, can I mention two things here that I think are truly attractive? Of course. The first thing is you're controlling the flow of your money. So you're already creating a different mindset. This is your money and you're not being the banker. You are being your own banker. So you're controlling your own funds. And the second thing is for all the young adults out there listening, we teach at Jake and Gino that you need to create an emergency fund. And if you have an emergency fund in the bank and you have a savings account, how tempting is it to go out and just take money out of that emergency fund? When you have a policy like this, it's still easy to access, but it's truly for emergencies. So I've used policies like this or as an emergency fund or investments, exactly. So that safety fund in the bank, a lot easier and a lot more tempting. But if you have your cash value in your policy, you're really going to utilize that money for the investments or for a true emergency. It's just really a, a mind shift. And I love the fact that I am becoming my own banker. I'm teaching my children this as well. I want them to control that flow of money. That's a great point, Gino. Yeah, this is definitely an alternative savings tool, mm -hmm. but it gives you that distance, right? Mm -hmm. Where it's not so easy to access like a savings account where you can just transfer it to your checking account super yes. easily. It's a little bit out of sight, out of mind. Mm -hmm. The ease of use is, is super important too, because, you know, we do loans with Fannie and Freddie and like, it's tough. They ask for so much documentation. And every time you got to go through it, thank God we're locking in for 10 years because I can't imagine doing this frequently. <laughs> uh -huh. It's like, it's like using a community bank though. You know, yes. once you have that good relationship established, the money's much easier. This is, this is even a step easier than that. So that's, what's really attractive is the ease of use and, and the simplicity behind it, which, uh, you know, I really appreciate. Yeah, absolutely. The other thing I love about it is the control that you have. Right. So when it comes to paying back that loan, you really get to decide how to pay that back, when to start paying that back, how much. Um, if you need to stop payments and then restart them in the future, you can. There's no penalty for that. Um, like I mentioned earlier, you know, there is interest that accrues. You can choose to pay that off. Uh, you can choose to make it an interest only loan where you're just paying the interest back for some time. Or if you don't want to make any payments at all, you can just let that interest kind of roll back into the principal of the loan. Um, so there's really a lot of flexibility as far as paying that loan back. And if you think about, you know, real estate investors, you guys might not have a profit or might not have strong cash flow right away, mm -hmm. right? You might need some time uh, to have that investment be profitable before you can start paying back your loan. And so this gives you a lot of abilities to do that without affecting your credit score or your ability to maybe get financing from a traditional source. Kristen and Jake, on our first deal, believe it or not, I was utilizing the dual asset strategy and I didn't even know it was back in 2008, 2009, started buying properties by myself up in the Rochester, New York market. And I borrowed out of my policy for two down payments for two duplexes. And it was very flexible. I got the down payments to get into those deals. And it's the opportunity cost. If I had that money in a 401k, I wouldn't have been able to access that money. Now, I held those. And good deals. luck trying to get it. You know, you got to get some blood and like, man, they, they put you through the ringer trying to get that money. They do. <laughs> and, and I actually, like Kristen said, I didn't pay those loans back. A couple of years for those deals to matriculate. And I was living off of that cash flow. When I sold those two properties, I met my boy over there in pink. 
We started partnering up. <laughs> I sold those two deals. I put that money back towards the loan, made that policy uh, cash value goal again. And if it wasn't for that, I would not have had the experience of using third-party property management. I would not have had the experience of getting into multifamily. So I utilized that years and years ago, even before I knew what the dual asset strategy was. I was just fortunate enough to start early on and to start building up that cash value and being able to borrow that cash value. So for me, it was an amazing, amazing experience for me. Yeah, that is so cool. I, I talk to a lot of people who, you know, might have started life insurance policies, you know, 10, 20 years ago and borrowed against them and didn't even realize that they were utilizing the dual asset strategy. They're like, oh, I did that. <laughs> <laughs> so it's pretty that's neat um, mm -hmm. how you can do that. Yeah, yep. absolutely. So the other thing that's really different about um, the 100 year real estate investor and these type of policy loans is that when you make those payments back, it's very different than a traditional loan. Um, so with a traditional loan, we're all familiar with, you know, a part of that payment's going towards interest and a part of it's going towards principal. Um, and with something like a mortgage, you know, in the early years, the majority of that payment's going towards interest and only a small portion goes to principal. Mm -hmm. With these type of loans, these policy loans, the insurance company actually puts 100% of your payment towards principal. So that principal gets paid down a whole lot quicker and the interest then that accrues on that policy loan is a lot less than a traditional loan, right? Because you're paying yes. that principal down that much quicker. You want every loan like that. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yep. So, you know, I, I get the question a lot. Um, what kind of things can I self-finance through my policy? And really, it's endless as far as the list of things that you can use that cash value for, right? Anything you can think of, you can use the cash value for. Uh, but these are some of the common things that we see our real estate investors using their cash value for. Number one, of course, real estate investments, right? Um, Stick to the doing... assets, folks. Stick to the assets. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, we see them doing hard money lending, fix and flips, uh, down payments on properties, and even you know, financing the entire property through their policies, um, accelerating your mortgage payment. So let's say you want to get your mortgage on your home paid off quicker, borrow against your policy and put that towards the principal of your mortgage. It's a great way to get your mortgage paid off sooner. Mm -hmm. Fun things, you know, cars, RVs, boats, vacations, um, and then of course, business expenses. Um, I think we've talked about before how you can borrow against your policy and actually lend that money to your business and then charge that business interest, however much interest you want, and the business can deduct that interest um, from their taxes. Mm -hmm. So it's a great way to, to self-finance those business expenses. I want the listeners, when they get a chance to go to 100year.com, the three of us did a policy on Keyman. And what I ended up doing this year, I ended up taking policies out of my children. And for me, it was more of a legacy, you know, wealth, but also legacy skills, because my children... I own the policies. Well, I'm the beneficiary of the policies. They're all younger right now. As they get older, they can start financing, whether it's their college tuition, whether it's buying their first car, whether it's actually paying for their first home, a down payment. So there's you know, so they're gonna be many buying duplexes. Ways. What are you talking about? Well, <laughs> house hacking. You're right about that. Yeah. But it's amazing that they can actually, in the next four to five years, there's going to be a substantial amount of cash value in those policies. And when they are responsible, Gabriella, I hope you're hearing me. When you're responsible, <laughs> the policy is yours. You can do what you want because I want, you know, Grandpa Gino to take care of the kids. And I want the kids to say, wow, you know, Gino really took care of them. It really, it was not just about 
passing on legacy wealth, but also the mindset of controlling those funds, having those funds available there and utilizing them to buy assets, to buy something, whether it is a duplex or whether it is to finish paying a college tuition or whether it is taking that amazing vacation that you can't afford now, but borrowing it from your policy and paying it back on your own terms. It's really, really important. So go out and check that webinar that we did on Key Man. Absolutely. Yeah, that was a good one. All right. So to kind of make this real, um, and I know we went through a lot of kind of uh, FAQs, uh, but here's an example of how a policy loan could work for a 100-year real estate investor. Um, so we're going to say, John, the real estate investor, he's accumulated $100,000 of cash inside his policy. Mm -hmm. And he's presented with an investment opportunity uh, to put $75,000 into an apartment building as a joint partner. So he borrows the $75,000 against his policy. He uses that to invest in the property. That uh, apartment building then cash flows to him $2,000 a month. So, you know, he's a responsible policy owner. He wants to get that policy loan paid off as quickly as possible. So he decides to use the entire $2,000 to pay off the policy loan. In the meantime, that $100,000 of cash inside the policy continues to grow as if he never touched it. So he's not getting dinged on growing that cash as he's using it. So how does this turn out for him? Well, in 40 months, that loan is completely repaid. A little over three years, not bad. Right, exactly. He pays a total of $79,379 back to the insurance company. So about $4,400 of interest uh, is what he's charged. That $75,000 that he borrowed grows to $85,678 in those 40 months. So a total of just over $10,000 of growth, right? Let's knock the interest off of that, right? Because that was a cost. He's still netting $6,300 of profit inside his policy. Still got a death benefit. And yeah. he's got the real estate. Now he's got the 2,000 bucks a month coming in. So there's, there's tremendous benefits all across the board. And he's repaid it and he still has that, that cash value to then borrow against again for the next deal. Exactly. And I talked to so many real estate investors that are using their savings account uh, to finance these uh, $75,000 investments, right? You don't get that $6,300 if you pay cash for an investment like this, right? And you, you take that money out of your savings account. That money is just not going to continue growing for you inside that account. And you're, you're probably getting like maybe a 10 And prior, don't forget, this is important. Prior to the loan that you take from yourself, you're you're really doing much better in the policy than you would at the bank. So that's the other key. Exactly. You, you know, you're, you're doing much, much better there. Exactly. Yeah. You're not getting it from an interest perspective, right? <laughs> Correct. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, this is so cool. And imagine, you know, you can do this over and over and over again with your policy and really multiply that $6,300 of profit. Um, well, and have your real estate investments working for Kristen, you. Kristen, before we wrap this up, there are a lot of your clients who actually get multiple policies out. They take out multiple policies and they borrow mm -hmm. from these different policies because as you're younger, you may you may start out with a certain dollar amount every month or yearly, and it may not be enough to qualify. You may say to yourself, I, I can't, I don't have $75,000. Well, you can start out with smaller denominations. And as you become more wealthy, you start directing it and you start adding to and getting more policies. And that was my challenge when I was younger, you know, first starting out, I didn't know where to get to my money. What I ended up doing is I ended up diverting it from my 401k. I was putting over $20,000 a year into my 401k. I was like, mm, let me pull the e-brake. 
let me jump on there and I'll start funding my whole life policy. And, you know, 20 years later, I'm, I am so thankful that I did that because I would have accumulated so much within that policy. Once again, I wouldn't be here with Jake because I wouldn't have been able to touch that 401k money it would have been substantial. I would have said to myself, well, conventional wisdom says I got to take a 10% penalty plus all the taxes that I have to do. I probably would not have taken that money out, but I was able to leverage that whole life policy on our third deal, take the cash value out of that along with my home equity loan. I mean, I don't think I had two nickels to rub against on that third deal, but that's where that money came from. It was amazing. And on that third deal as well, I collateralized some of that cash value for a letter of credit as well. So I had two different policies working and it was it was amazing. And I didn't know what I didn't know, but I had, you know, wise financial planners early on in my in the restaurant, they said, you know, you have all this money going to an illiquid investment, which was a 401k put it here. I didn't really understand it as well. And these policies today are structured so much better. They're specially designed. Mm -hmm. So they're just structured differently than they were years ago. The interest rates are a lot lower now. Compounding interest is so many great benefits to these policies today than I had 20 years ago. And still those policies really crushed it for me. No doubt. Yeah. I think that's one of the biggest mistakes that people make when it comes to investing or saving is they think that for some reason they have to have this huge amount of money to save or invest before they can benefit from it. Mm -hmm. And really it's earlier you start that compounding interest is the eighth wonder of the world, right? Mm -hmm. The earlier you can start, the earlier you can start earning that compounded interest, the uh, quicker you're going to be able to use that policy for these other type of investments. Mm -hmm. Love that. Yeah. Gang. And these are tailored plans specifically for the real estate investor. So if you're a real estate investor and you're interested in finding out more, go to 100year.com. It's 100year.com. Schedule a call with our team. And this is where we get the specially designed policies and uh, we'd love to help you out. So gang, thanks so much for today. Absolutely. Thanks, Kristen. Thank you. Appreciate it. 